0: This is Geek News Central. My name is Todd Cochran, coming to you from the new media production studio. The lead stories are PayPal's $2,500 fine for misinformation claims comes under heavy heat. China has asked Elon Musk not to sell Starlink within their country. Luwanza has banned Apple AirTags on checked flights or checked bags. Hackers force more than a dozen U.S. public airport websites offline. I want to welcome you to episode 1627 of the Geekness Central podcast for Monday, October 10th. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners just like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at geeknesscentralcom forward slash GoDaddy. And support for this show... By you can be had at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. Become an insider today. Hey, I want to get a warm, warm welcome to all the brand new sh- listeners of the show. Thanks for being here. Make sure you get over to geeknewscentral.com. And when you're on the website, follow or subscribe to the podcast via the links on the right-hand side of the website. You can also subscribe to the newsletter while you're on the website. That way, you'll never miss a single episode of the show, especially when I'm uh, traveling and kind of on and off again here a little bit. You'll get the notification of the new episode dropped to your inbox immediately following the show. So, there is that, that list of people subscribed to that mailing list has blown me away. It's grown. I checked it the other day. Someone was having a hard time getting off. Definitely get signed up so you're on the newsletter as well. Again, you'll find that link at Geek News Central. Dot com. You can join their chat room at geeknews.chat. That's a Mastodon chat server or Discord channel. Those links are in the show notes. You can always contact me via email, geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com, and at geeknews on Twitter. Definitely follow me on social. You can do that at Facebook as well. Just search for my name, Todd Cochran. Partner shows, they're all linked to Geeknewcentral.com. That includes the new media show, includes the gadget professor, Mr. Don Bain, includes the GNC Weekend Rever- Review with Scott and Kirk. If you're interested in becoming part of the GNC family, if you have a podcast already or want to launch one, let me know. We're looking to add to the family here, so definitely consider that. Of course, this show has the longest-running continuous sponsor of a podcast. are our good friends at GoDaddy.com. You can save a ton, a ton of money by using my promo codes at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. All those codes are there. Whether it be 30% off, again, 30% off all GoDaddy products and services, whether it be 499.coms for new or transfer domains for new customers only, or the two best deals in podcasting, $1.99 a month economy hosting. Did I say podcasting? The two best deals in hosting, (laughs) $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year with a free domain and $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year, again, with a free domain. $1.99, again, for economy hosting to get you online for each month for the first year, $24. $24 $24 gets you online, gets you a free domain name, gets you set up to go, or two ninety-nine dollars at $36 for an entire year of a managed WordPress site. Again, free domain name. It is, it's the best deal going. It really absolutely is. Now, you could also do a free trial of GoDaddy website builder, your choice of personal business or business plus plans. That's a one month free trial. Get all those codes. Check everything out. Get over to geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Sign up today. Use those promo codes. Definitely appreciate GoDaddy for being a longtime sponsor here. Our Geek News Central listeners, our family of listeners here, save lots of money using those promo codes. A lot of money. And uh, just go to the webpage. We break it down for you. And uh, what the discount is, what the savings is. It's huge. So, uh, those codes are not expiring. They've been verified to work, they're validated. So, definitely check it out. Your support keeps this podcast, the independent writing team, employed. You're supporting a small team of independent content creators by using the promo codes you support us net effort. Again, thank you for your support. So, let me get you caught up here. Uh, Last week, I told you I was off to Reno for a uh, reunion and a reunion. It was, I had a great time Uh, about 70 uh, around 70 folks were registered, Um, ran into some uh, long time listeners of the show as well. Some of my shipmates that I flew with, listened to the show and uh, check out from check it out for time to time. And, you know, what to me is really the amazing part is some of these fellas I haven't seen and ladies I haven't seen in so many years and we just sat down and it was just like old times. Now, of course we're telling war stories and, you know, laughing and having a good time and uh, people that were not there, their ears were definitely ringing per se, because we were just uh, having a blast and, uh, And we didn't drink that much alcohol. My liver actually survived. Uh, The first night uh, was kind of a meet and greet and just kind of hung out. And then really there was nothing planned the second day, which um, we basically did a bar hop. Uh, So it was Thursday night. Excuse me. Yeah, Friday. Thursday night was the Greek meet and greet. And then Friday was uh, Friday during the daytime. We did a bar hop and then they had a guamenian barbecue um at a park uh it was wonderful great food uh typical guam fare had uh chicken caloguin, had red rice had um, a guamenian barbecue uh had Olympia for the bringing in a little philippine uh cuisine but the most important part was just Sitting around telling stories. We took a group picture. Um, and then really that was it for that night. Then kind of we went back to the we we're pepper mill, we were staying at the pepper mill in, in Reno and kinda of hung out and jibber jabbered. And really I was uh back in the room relatively early, early, 9 10 o'clock. Uh got up pretty early the next morning. and my jet lag was just it had me in that East Time Eastern Standard Time time zone. Um, really, no activities um, per se Saturday, so we just kind of hung out again, and then Saturday night we had a banquet. Um, had a um, a navy captain, or actually, yeah, navy captain that was there that uh, told us, uh, uh, gave us some background and s- something I was involved in many, many years ago, and told the full back end story about that and. I'm um, not going to go into it on the show, but that was uh, enlightening. It was great. And there was one thing that was told to me um, that, that stunned me. Many years ago, after 9 11, I was involved in an incident that was basically referred to, and I've talked about it on the show before not a good day to die. Um, it was the night, a, a Navy SEAL. Um, died um, in Afghanistan and resulted in two medals of honors from that night of actions. And I, I've talked about being interviewed for those medal of honor, uh, those medal of honor interviews on both occasions. Well, it turns out the Navy seal prior to him being, because in the Navy, when you join the Navy, you often go in as your source rate. You go in as a, aviation electronics technicians t- 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 or a boats mate, or a, a metalsmith or whatever it may be. And then later on, you often then select to go to buds, which leads to seals and a portion of those folks do not make seals and they go back to the fleet as their normal rate. So they have a job. So people that the people just don't, at least at my time did not enlist and go straight to seals. They, had a job, they were either third class or second class, E4, E5, and they go to bud school, they make SEAL, they they convert to being a SEAL, they keep their base rate. And
1: the guy that died on Roberts Ridge, Roberts, was a VQ1 metalsmith that was good friends of one of my
0: good friends. I was blown away because I got to share with him what I saw that night. He got to share with me some back details of things that had happened and how he was friends with him, the squatter, show me some pictures. I just, I mean, I was, I was stunned. I didn't know there was that overall connection because of where I was at before and where he ended up and how, so it just it it was chicken skin to be honest with you. So it was um it was a it was a good time. So Saturday night uh, I had to I had to get up at uh, two forty five a.m. I had a five thirty a.m. flight out of Reno. Uh, got back into uh, to Michigan uh, at a decent time, and uh, here I am. It's Monday. So one thing I was going to do tonight we're testing something. Hi Toby. thanks for checking in live. We're testing something called lit and it, it tonight there was a technical failure because something in the the WordPress uh code wasn't right. But starting Thursday, when I do this show on Thursday, there we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to go lit with this show. and what that really means. Is that any of you that are um, using Podverse, which is a new podcast app? And you can find some of these podcasts, these new podcast apps, at newpodcastapp.com. And what this is going to do is if you're using Podverse, if you're using this app, when I go live, (coughs) I think it's also CurioCaster. When I go live, my episode will show up as live within the app. It'll flip. It'll flip from being a list of shows that you are subscribed to to showing it being live. And you can actually, in the app, follow the show live from the app. You can still come to live.geeknesscentral.com geeknesscentral.com forward slash live. You still can watch me on YouTube. You can still watch me on Facebook. Still may watch me on Twitter and Twitch, but we'll be live within the actual app. It'll be the audio stream that will be live in, in the actual app. We're going to do that initially as a test. And then ultimately we'll put the link in for the, uh, the YouTube live link as well. And hopefully you'll actually get to watch the video in the app. So this is something new that we're trying with these new Podcast 2.0-enabled applications. And why do I say Podcast 2.0? It's all part of the Podcast 2.0 initiative to expand the capabilities of podcasting and be able to give you, the listener, some new ways to consume the content, to interact. There's a lot more coming, and I'm going to be talking about this over time on the show, and I want all of you to understand that you can be part of this brand new way of consuming content. And you can, as techies, as part of this Geek News Central family, you can be part of the folks that give feedback to, to basically influence what's going to happen in this expansion and new way of basically introducing new things for you to be able to interact with. Ultimately, most of this is all for all of you. That's why I've basically asked most of you to switch to the Fountain Podcast app. Now, I know it's not as pretty as Overcast or Pocket Cast or Apple Podcast. They all need help and support, but the main thing is part of an ecosystem. And anytime you interact in this new ecosystem, in this value-for-value value model, what happens is, is, let's say you're streaming the show on the, um, on the Fountain app. If you do a contribution to this show, the Fountain app gets part of the contribution, a percentage. So does the, some of the creators in, in the app space. They get a percentage. The podcast, so it basically feeds the entire ecosystem so that everybody gets paid. And again, it's micropayments, but everyone gets paid as part of this whole new thing that we're trying to push forward in basically changing the model of podcasting. Yes, the show is going to, still going to continue to have advertising, that's going to continue. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to implement some, some new things. And I want you all to be involved with this. So go to newpodcastapps.com. Or just search for Podcast 2.0 Apps in Google. You'll get to the page. You can check out Fountain. You can check out Podverse. You can check out Curier Cast, Curier Caster. Again, I'm just telling you, these are not as pretty as some of the other stuff goes. This is all part of new, a brand new way of doing things. And you're going to be on the ground floor. So that's. I want to leave you with that. And with that, I want to talk about the boosts that have come in. I know I've taken a long time tonight to talk about things that are going on with the show and what's going on, but I want you guys to get dialed in. I got a great line of content for you tonight as well. By the way, I don't know what happened to Kirk. Uh, He must have thought I was off this week too, but there was no, I did the show prep tonight. So we're doing it old school. That was why I was a little bit late to get off. I got 10 sats from uh, User B Guy from the last uh, episode. I also got um 10 sats from user 1834. I got 5000 stats from Scott. Um, and then and the new media show got a bunch of sats too. So but anyway, that is kind of how this is some of this is working. And uh, it working it has the amount of Satoshi contributions that the show has got over the last month, has been equal to, or the two shows, New Media Show and this show, has been equal to about $150, which is not a lot. But again, so few of you are using this new way of consuming content and contributing to the show. It's just a new, it's the new way. You guys can be on the edge here with me and making feedback to all the app content creators. So next show, I hope we're lit so, what you can do is you can watch. If you're going to use the Podverse or the Curiocaster app, you'll know when I go live and be able to actually see the show or listen to the show live within the app. So, anyway, um, if you want more information, listen to what we're talking about—the new media show too. That's where I'm covering some of this. But let's go ahead and get into the regular stuff. Um, yeah, again, I don't know what happened to Kirk tonight, so the show notes might be a little bit behind. And getting them published depends on how much I get done here tonight. But let me go ahead and uh, get into the full stack of content.
1: And no, I won't spend as much time every episode talking about this, okay? All right. PayPal
0: says it never intended to find users for misinformation. A policy update threatened penalty of $2,500 for each violation. So basically, PayPal said it has no intention of finding customers for spreading misinformation after attracting criticism for publishing a new user agent outlining such a plan. The issue gained traction over the weekend after the company published policy updates prohibiting users from using the PayPal service for activities identified to the company as the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials promoting misinformation an acceptable use policy to do to kick in November 3rd. A penalty of $2,500 could be imposed for each violation. The notice included incorrect information. A spokesperson for PayPal said in a statement to Bloomberg News, PayPal is not fining people for misinformation, and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Oh, but you wonder if it was. Shares of the company tumbled as much as 5.3% to $85.43, the biggest intraday decline since July. They dropped 4.7% to $85.90 at 9.48 a.m. in New York. The original notice attracted the IR former leaders at the company. David Marker said, it's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and give so much to. But PayPal's new AUP go, goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets decided to take your money if you say something they disagree with in sanities. Elon Musk, which was also a co-founder of or had something to do with PayPal, said, I agree. Of course, politicians in the U.S. long accused major tech firms of censoring conservative voices. And, of course, this just raised their ire. The PayPal controversy also seized upon, again, by politicians, social media personalities that called on users to delete their PayPal accounts. Tim Scott, a Republican senator from South Carolina, said before the firm's statement, his office will look into the validity of the policy and take any necessary action
1: to stop such corporate activism. Where, ladies and gentlemen, I might just go on a limb here. What in the world is going on? Insanity is not even the correct word. When are we going to put our foot down? When are we going to put our foot down? I don't know what I would have done. I rely on PayPal for my business, for both of my businesses, for donations to the show. This, this, This could have been, if they had actually implemented this, been devastating. It goes to show you that a business is going to do what they're going to do, and you can't build your castle around things that can change just like this.
0: I I, I'm having a, a, a having a a moment in which I'm thinking to myself, what would have what would and what could I have done had this went in, policy went into place. I run a podcast service company that gets subscriptions from thousands of podcasters that pay me via PayPal. A lot of them pay by Visa, MasterCard, American Express as well, but a lot pay by PayPal. Those of you that are insiders to this show, pay by PayPal. I take registrations for the podcast awards by PayPal.
1: I'm in the creator content creator space. What risk would have I have gone under had they implemented this policy? So when I talk about fiat, financial institutions
0: that are like PayPal, Bank of America, Chase, all these other financial institutions. Visa, American Express, they all have business
1: models. They're implementing stuff now in corporate policies that make you go, huh. So I am not at all in any
0: way promoting crypto as an investment strategy. Not at all. Zero, I'm not invest. I don't, that's, that's on you to figure out. But when it comes to day-to-day operations and being able to take donations from this, for this show and turning those into real dollars and turning real dollars into something I can pay as a donation or pay for a service, it becomes a little more clear that I might be more interested in operating in an environment where I don't
1: have to worry about a company like PayPal making a change. Now, I am sure there was other financial institutions that I could have switched to,
0: Square or something like that, to take donations, but it would not have been as easy.
1: So, is there a PayPal alternative that you use? And I'm going to have to look into that and let me know what you think. Geeknews at gmail.com. Geeknews at
0: gmail.com. Dan, hey, thanks for checking in on the show. Appreciate it. Those of you who are watching live, if you're uh, watching, please say hello. So I I I don't know. It's just it's it's mind-boggling to me. You know that somebody, some activist, some woke individual in PayPal wrote that in there and it got through the lawyers.
1: That type of wording, you don't put out at AUP without having that gone through legal. None of my terms of service, nothing I put out
0: that a customer is going to have to agree to goes out without my
1: lawyer looking at every change. I'm a small company, itty-bitty, under 20
0: people, and I have a lawyer that goes through and looks at terms of service and any policy updates I'm going to make and we talk about it? How could this not have went to the lawyers at PayPal first? PayPal fully intended to implement this $2,500 fine. They they, They didn't realize the kickback they were going to get. PayPal has some more explaining to do, in my opinion.
1: Because... At this point, my trust level for PayPal just went down about 50%. What say you? What say you, ladies and gentlemen?
0: Geeknews at gmail.com. Where is your trust level right now with PayPal? What are you using as an alternative service? It's pretty shocking to me that we are at this point in this country where, but again, it goes, it's, 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 to me, it's like, yep, Todd, you already, you've already been talking about this for a long time. Own your own brand. Own everything. Control everything. Control OIP. Control this so that no one can take you offline. But what happens when the financial
1: institutions, which has happened to many people, have had their accounts shut down because of whatever reason, we live in dangerous times. As my grandfather
0: used to say, "God rest his soul," this country's going to hell in a handbasket. I used to laugh when he said
1: that to me. Todd, this country's going to hell in a handbasket, and I like okay, Grandpa. I'm I, I become my grandfather because I'm starting to think this country's going to hell in a handbasket. W- when when are we when are we gonna? It, it, people cried foul and PayPal backed off. That's what should have happened. But, wow, to think that that made it, made it to publication blows me away.
0: All right, moving on here. China, not surprisingly, asked Elon Musk not to sell Starlink within the country. So uh, he, he's been asked directly to withhold, withhold Starlink access within China. Beijing's made a clear disapproval of the rollout of Starlink in Ukraine and sought assurances he would not sell Starlink in China. It's unclear, from, it's unclear whether Musk agreed to Beijing's request, but Starlink service map shows no plans to deploy in China. Adjacent countries like Taiwan, Mongolia, and Vietnam are listed as pending regulatory approval offering a connection to the internet sidesteps conventional service provider starting to popular for the idea of circumventing censorship. Musk recently enabled access in Iran in response to widespread protests and accompanying censorship. And of course, censorship in China is much more organized and you can go to jail and be ghosted and taken off the street and sent to a labor camp for re-education while you're making small rocks out of big rocks. So time will tell where
1: this all is going to go. (sighs) All right. So let's go ahead
0: and someone dinging me. Let me turn the, the, okay. Let me turn that
1: off. I'm getting messages coming in. Um, Let's switch topics. Anyway, another one that's just not surprising. This next one,
0: Lufthansa, I'm flying Lufthansa next Monday. They banned Apple AirTags on check bags. There's a little bit of yes, no, yes, no. But Lufthansa over the weekend said it's banning Apple AirTags from check bags only sub- subsequently attribute the policy to the International Civil Aviation Organization, which said, oh, we don't have a problem with them. And so there's a bit of controversy going on here. I've been running Apple AirTags in my suitcases since they came out. Just just this week, I got into Denver and I looked to watch where my bag was and I saw it get off. Now, United has good bag tracking. Got off the airplane, went around the airfield a little bit and ended up in my next connection. Same thing on the way back. But if the bag had went missing... All someone had to do is walk by my bag with a cell phone, ding, and it would have updated a location. I would have known where my bag was at.
1: The policy appears to be unpopular among travelers taken using Apple AirTags to track their bags. There's speculation that Lufthansa decided to enforce this policy to avoid being shammed on social media by travelers whose bags have been lost. A Swanson spokesperson denied there's an air tag ban, but that was only one. That was one day prior to the airline's
0: statement to the contrary. Now, yes, you're not supposed to have lithium ion batteries in your in the baggage, but that does not apply to 198 milliwatt hour or 0.019 grams of lithium, because you could have a watch. Or other devices that have a little itty bitty battery in there. Well, they say this is because it's broadcasting. United has no problem with passengers using tracking devices. We do not have a policy related to air tags. My air tag is connected by a, a Belkin holder with a cable. It's right on the handle. It's got a it's got a, a steel cable that keeps the air tag from being pulled off. So I'm seeing I'm gonna have to move it. Because I don't want my bags not to show up in Riyadh when I fly next Monday to Riyadh. I don't want that to happen. So we'll keep you advised on this particular policy. Hackers forced more than a dozen U.S. public airport websites offline. Incident did not affect air traffic control or other critical operations. But Russian hackers took LaGuardia, O'Hare, LAX websites were among those targeted. So, uh, for approximately three hours, there was denial of service attack. lasted about fifteen minutes. So, not surprised there that this is going on, but uh, no airport operations were affected. You know, I love how TikTok now is always under, always under
1: attack. And the latest one is TikTok, fake news. Well, if you've been watching TikTok, it's about the only place you can get reliable information going on about Ukraine. And there are some things that are going on that are sketchy. Just like any other platform. And any other platform, just like it, is going to have
0: fact checkers. They're going to be looking at it. But I think as long as you're not going looking for specifics, you're probably pretty safe. If you're going for election information, go to your state. If you're looking for when uh, polls are going to be open, go to your state. Don't go to TikTok looking for that information because you might be rudely misinformed. But if you're going to go look for news
1: the guy on the ground that's filming a tank driving by. It's a great thing. It really is. So, short-form videos are going to be, people are going
0: to say stuff that's not right. Be smart. Do your own research. Don't count on anything except from an official source. This doesn't have to be complex things. It could be hours of operation. Go to the website. But according to the news card, they found twenty percent of videos
1: on TikTok were misinformation. I and I just really, really hate this. There's going to be a whole bunch of this, and no matter, it's go on Twitter,
0: go on YouTube. There's all kinds of stuff out there that's misinformation. Just be be smart about it. All right. YouTube is finally given creator handles because they're going to have YouTube shorts. And because Geek News Central is YouTube, and with the Geek News as the channel name, I guess I'm going to be able to get the Geek News username over on YouTube because this is how they're, if you have a channel extension, they're going to reserve that for me or for you. If your channel doesn't have a name, they've just reduced the 100 subscriber minimum. So make sure you go create your YouTube channel and get your, if you don't have one already and you're looking to do one, you wanna secure, secure your username, make a channel and do an extension there. You gotta do that in the settings. So apparently, this is all gonna be available to everyone by November 14th. Okay? So just heads up. Roku is expanded into the smart home with some help from my good friends at Wise. Yes, or Waze, W Y Z E. I, I guess it's, uh, yeah, Wise. It's not Waze. That's the car app. But they've got lights, switches, cameras. These are all Wise devices rebanded for Roku. Good for Wise for getting this deal. So uh, I don't know how, I guess you're going to control it right through the Roku app. Just so you know, Wise has a great app in itself. Okay. Microsoft is teasing a look at an Xbox streaming device. It is not a streaming stick, of course. But this may be, for those of you that are doing streaming YouTube, excuse me, streaming Xbox gaming, this is going to be the device that potentially is going to be your controller. So I thought it was actually going to be a device that you could stream. When I hear stream, it means stream like live. No, 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 no. This is for you to play streaming games. On Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. The device codename is Keystone and will allow users to connect the device to a TV to stream games instead of buying a new Xbox console. So uh, there you have it. Very, very interesting. This one here, I'm going to just tell you already um, if you're not doing a vitamin D supplement already, a vitamin D3, um, if you have any indication that you're going to have any type of legions from sun or anything like that, everyone, and I've talked about this before, when I got that spot removed from my shoulder that turned it out not to be cancer, you need to be on a D3 supplement. I use nature, uh, nature made. That's the one I'm on right now. Um, uh, I take, I think three, 2000 I use, I think it's the, the level that I'm taking. And, um, but anyway, the folks over at CNET have an article on the eight best vitamin D supplements to take this winter. You should be on one of these for life. All of you listen to me. NASA's moon bound capstone spacecraft has got its unwanted spinning under control and there's hope for. This mission, as the team puts a stop to this uh, this wobbling, and um, and again it went out of in a out of control spin after attempting a tra- trajectory correction maneuver, and uh, data from the space test suggests the most likely cause was a valve related issue in one of the spacecraft's eight thrusters. The partially open valve meant the thruster produced thrust whenever the propulsion system was pressurized, causing it to yaw. So uh, they worked out a plan to stop the tumble and it sent recovery commands on Friday and uh, initial data showed capsule slowed its roll. was once again, able to orient properly. This is the second snafu of the microwave size spacecraft that it's encountered. And uh, of course it lost contact a little bit back in July. So hopefully now the mission can continue and uh, whatever's tied into this with the Artemis will, will continue to work. WhatsApp is working to massively increase your group size. So the group's feature is getting bigger. How many of you have a WhatsApp group? meta to own messaging service might increase limit to 1,024 from up from 512. The new capability is currently available in WhatsApp beta for select users. So, uh, yep, go up to 1,024 people. I don't know why you'd want that many people in a group, or, but that's what they're promoting. Also, the folks over at MakeUseUp.com have got the five best smart kitchen appliances. They've got a Breva open starter 10-in-1 touchscreen countertop smart oven, a multi-cooking pal. Uh, I don't know what this is. looks like a grinder or something. Electric gooseneck kettle, a a Ecosy air fryer. And a thirty-four bottle compressor wine cooler. Say this—they say those are the five best that connect via Wi-Fi. So uh, link will be up in the show notes. Let me know if you have a home device that you is connected to Wi-Fi that you like, that you uh, that you actually use the internet connection. And of course, this Makeuseof.com site is trying to just throw every advertisement in the book at me. So Raspberry Pis, love them. Got one running in the other room, running Umbrel U-M-B-R-E-L. You can look that up. Raspberry Pi 3 versus 4, what's the difference? Well, this is a good article. It talks about the difference between V3, V4, the different models, the different ports, the stuff that's available, what you can do with it. Again, the Raspberry Foundation gained a strong reputation a year since the launch of the first single board computer. Back in 2012, the tiny computers are affordable, easy to use, and powerful for their small size. And There's all kinds of code out there that are running all kinds of things. So um, this will give you the Delta, and obviously the 4 is probably just more powerful than the 3. Um, what are you using your Raspberry Pi for? love to hear geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com to tell me what you're using your Raspberry Pi for. A Dutch court has ruled that being forced to keep a webcam on while working is illegal. A U.S. company was fined $50,000 in order to pay employee wages and vacation days. The court has ruled that a U.S. company violated Dutch workers' human rights by forcing him to keep his webcam on during work hours. Hired by Florida telemarketing firm, Chetu, the employee was terminated and refusing to be monitored for nine hours per day by a program that streamed his webcam and shared his screens. The company said it's fired the worker for a refusal to work and insubordination. However, the police stated that he didn't feel comfortable being monitored all day. How would you like to have a camera on you all day? This is an invasion of my privacy and makes me feel really uncomfortable. That is the reason why my camera is not on, he is quoted as saying in a court document. Tracking via camera for eight hours per day is disappro, disappro- and not permitted in Netherlands. The verdict says, adding that it is also violated Article eight of the European Convention on Human Rights. Corn found, the court found that the the, the, they, they dismissed an employee unfairly and must pay a $50,000 fine along with the workers' back wages, court costs, and unused vacation days. It was also required to remove a non compete cause. As Florida is an at will state, employees can be fired for any reason as long as it's not illegal. In and other EU countries, however, you must have a valid motive for firing someone or the employee has grounds to dispute it. Interesting. Now, if you want to delete your PayPal account, I got an article on how you can do that. So I'll have that link up in the show notes as well. The FCC tackles robocall program for dial-up lines, old landlines. How many people have an old landline still available? I know a few people do, but they are now taking comment. In a draft notice of inquiry released last week, the FCC scheduled a vote on issues issuing the notice inquiry at its October meeting. The SEC said, already sought a comment on caller ID authentication for non-IP networks earlier this year, asking about other things, whether we should require all providers to stop non-IP called ID authentication solutions. The response to reflect the interest in the subject from a broad array of stakeholders with divergent views on the best way forward. The nudists of query will seek more focused comment and caller ID authentication technology for non-IP networks and how best address this remaining gap in our caller ID authentication. I'd be curious, how many dial-up dial lines, hardwired lines, are there still out there? Hmm. In a future mission, a NASA's Titan dragonfly will touch down on a field of dunes and shattered ice. The exploration of Saturn's largest moon, Titan, is set to take to the sky. Launching in 2027, Dragonfly is a rotorcraft that will arrive in 2034 and explore Titan from the air. Its range will be far greater than that the wheeled rover with Dragonfly capable of hovering around 10 miles in each half hour flight over the span of its two year mission will explore an area of 100 miles of 100, or hundreds of miles of kilometers across. So, uh, but first Dragonfly must arrive on Titan under a parachute, soft landing on a frozen train that is hidden from easy viewing from the dense hydrocarbon smog that fills the moon's atmosphere. Well, we will see. This should be exciting. 2034, yeah, I should still be around for that. <laughs> uh, over at sciencealert.com, you can watch 1 billion years of shifting tectonic plates and 40 mesmerizing seconds. It's a YouTube video that quite honestly is quite mind-boggling to figure out we got here, how we got here, and how everything looks now. And, uh, yeah, uh, it'll just show you what happens over a billion years. Pretty impressive. SpaceX, uh, Teslarati has some cool pictures from SpaceX. SpaceX. Um, and the one I want to show you is the drone ship that was out in California caught the launch. You can see the SpaceX spacecraft going up. And then they see the, the first stage on the deck and the dissipating cloud of, from the launch nine minutes later. It is a pretty cool image, to be quite frank. It's one of the coolest one I've seen in a while, and of course SpaceX uh, did not hit their uh, their record launch of three in within a specific amount of time because of a technicality. But anyway, long story short, here this is a great article for you to get some great images, some stuff that uh, has been going on in SpaceX over the past uh, weekend. If you shop at Whole Foods, Whole Foods is quietly raising prices. Quietly ra- quietly raising prices on small brands. The industry inside is where the grocery store could be returning to its whole paycheck image. I, I, I don't have a Whole Foods near me. I don't shop at Whole Foods, but I shop at Whole Foods in Hawaii as I could put three things in a basket and be like 80 bucks. Whole Foods' recent price increase is larger than many expected even with inflation. Of course, Whole Foods has spent years cutting prices. I didn't know that to counter its whole paycheck image. While Whole Foods is hiking prices on some emerging food brands, Insider has learned the increase is just a change in strategy for Amazon owned grocer. Some increases have added as much as a dollar or two to on-shelf prices of products that sell for $20 or less. Grocers regularly raise prices in order to protect their margins, to cover costs, but the people insider spoke to said the increase are more than they would expect, even with retail food prices rising. So uh, keep your eye out. If you're going over to Whole Foods and shopping, they may be looking to take your entire paycheck again. Well, if you go grocery shopping anytime lately, you have your whole pay- paycheck taken anyway. Windows 11 now offers an automatic phishing protection. So just be aware you're now safer than ever. And Wired.com has a great write-up on how you're protected from phishing. The 22.2 version, 22.2 H2, includes this new feature designed to keep you even safer. The practice of bad actors attempting to get, your, get to you reveal your username password so they can log in rather than break into your account. So, anyway, more details on that uh, linked in the show notes. Also, on October 12th is the day to remember Microsoft's fall Surface event will show us what the house of Windows has in store for its tablet's 10th year anniversary. So that goes down October 12th at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And, of course, the best place to watch is from the official Microsoft landing page, which doesn't offer much in the way of details, but gives you the option of adding a convenient reminder to your Outlook calendars. Anybody still use Outlook? I don't know. (laughs) So uh, um, I've been so long on Google, I forget even what it looks like. Astronomers are getting really upset over the Starlink Version 2 launches, and they're starting to complain. They're asking the FCC to step in. They don't want these bigger satellites competing for their ability to observe space. They've been expressing concerns since SpaceX started launching. The Astronomical Society of Edinburgh recently posted some images are supposed to be tracking meteoroids, but the frame is said filled with streaks of a new cloud of Starlink satellites. So, uh, yep. Competing interest. We'll see where it goes. YouTube has a strategy to combat the expansion of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm already seeing some of these things, some of these shorts on TikTok. Number one. It won't start rolling ads until next year. For YouTube, winning would mean becoming successful number two player in the space. YouTube doesn't have to become a top short form video product, but they just have to not lose. Uh, two, Twitter locked. Oh, that's, that's the first thing. These, these are not, Oh, well, that's just one of the things that was in this short. Also, Kanye West or whatever his name now, has gotten W has he locked his account after he posted anti Semitics? Um, a leaked document VC firm Tribe Capital shows off big returns and plan a new four hundred million dollar fund. So I guess these are all. Um, all things are going on. Some these are some Yahoo and different types of news on Yahoo Finance. Link will be up in show notes. But anyway, uh, no ads on YouTube Shorts until next year. China has fielded its final space station module ahead of the launch. So that is forthcoming. Be aware of that. Uh, the, the module called Menga Tian is, is expected to launch in October. This is third and final module for the China space station. And its experiment module arrived at the Wenchang spaceport on the southern island of Hainan Island in August. And has already undergone assembly and testing. So, um... Uh, they're loading propellants on it. There's a first ever map of the Milky Way Galactic Graveyard has been revealed. And again, it's another. It, I don't understand these pictures. And but your link will be up in the show notes. You can check it out and um, and, and get a peek to what the science says. All right.
1: I think I got a couple more for you. Yeah. Um, So apparently in India, Instagram has been removing posts
0: when it's not even the government asking them to be taken down. Only a government official complained. Um, a group of academics assumed there was a stake in the platform a run oversight mechanism, which had incorrectly flagged the post as portraying nudity, which it was not. And apparently the post was taken down it was just only because it was reported by in, an Instagram user that handled belonged to Amit of Malivia, president of the Bahatiya Janata Party's infamous IT cell. So this guy really... It's weird that they, so it wasn't an official government takedown, but they removed removed these posts. So this is an article over on the wire.in. Just thought it was interesting when you hear about what's happening in other countries. Not only that, WhatsApp is now a spammers paradise in India. Revenue pressure forced WhatsApp to turn e-commerce and now the company is contending with a plague of spammers. And people are saying it's just out of control. Um, saying that uh, 90% of the messages are coming in are spam. So uh, that's what happens when you cut something loose commercially. All right, I do have an email that came into the show. Let me uh, read that. Uh, Let me go down here and find it. This comes in from Jim. He said, Dear Todd, you are still loved and listened to. You asked for some, some feedback. I have been busy. Hurricane Ian, for one thing. Yes, I hope. You weathered that storm okay. I know a lot of people got hurt badly, both their homes and some lost lives. So, yeah, bad storm. However, I did want to comment on a subject a few shows back about cars that won't let you drive if you've been drinking. Imagine this. A few people are camping, having a few drinks. One of them gets bit by a rattlesnake. No cell phone coverage. Anyway, waiting for an ambulance to arrive at a remote spot versus just leaving now would be insane. At least one of the group is sober enough to drive, but the car doesn't think so. The snake, bite make, the snake bite victim dies. Certainly, one in a million, but it brings home the fact of whose car is it anyway? I would never want such a car, and in consideration of these systems having failures or even a delay while the car decides if it's going to let you drive. What if you're trying to get away from carjackers? A very much more common occurrence than a few years ago, especially depending on the time of night. The cost of the system, I would go on. So the people came up with this idea, it was uh, the, the drunk driver, anti-drunk driving organizations. Um, so the people came up with this idea must have been, been smoking something. Speaking of smoking something, here's another point. Will it detect if one is high from pot, LSD, or other drugs. We want to educate, we need just to educate our friends in society. Make a strong peer pressure thing to not drive intoxicated or high, I ramble. Thanks for the excellent work. Keep up, Jim, in the Tampa area. My daughter uh, is in Tampa, too, and uh, knock on wood uh, came through the storm fine. But thanks, Jim, for uh, for the feedback. You, too. Yes, you, too. Those of you that are listening to, they're still here, too, can also contribute to, to the comments to this show at geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com. Hey, it's been my pleasure bringing the podcast tonight. I think everyone will be back Thursday with another show. Probably more details of what's going to happen with my trip to Riyadh. But anyway, try those new podcast apps.com. Give it a run for the money. See what happens. Again, I want to thank all of you for being here. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for your ongoing support. Thank you to the insiders, everything that is associated with that, and your ongoing contributions. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And uh, anyway, I don't know where Kirk went show prep was for me. All right, buddy.
1: Thanks for being here. Take care. We'll see you next time on the Geekness Center podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.